0: Welcome to Culture Talks, the Alström Mungsche podcast series exploring our company's six culture cornerstones. Today, we are talking customer centricity with leaders and employees from around the organization. We're going to hear from Robin Bus, EVP for Food and Technical Solutions, BA, Katja Hagstrom, VP for Talent and Development, Frederick Durand, Group Commercial Excellence Manager, and also Charlene Reverdy. R&D scientist, and a recent recruit to our Jump Leadership Development Programme. Customer centricity, even in its simplest form, that is, thinking like, listening to, and designing your business for your customers, is still something many companies struggle to get right. This can be down to a range of factors, but the most common, and perhaps the greatest, barrier to customer centricity is actually the lack of a customer-centric organisational culture. At Alstom customer centricity constitutes not only one of our six culture cornerstones, but it also forms the foundation of our company's leadership principles. We partner with our customers, provide and capture value for them, serve our customers as one company, and also gather and act upon customer feedback. But, more importantly, we place the customer at the very heart of how we operate. To find out more, I asked Robin Buss, EVP for Food and Technical Solutions PA, what does customer centricity mean to Alstom Monk Show?
1: From my perspective, when I think about customer centricity and what that means for Alstom Monk Show, I would say, in its simplest form, it really means providing our customers the uh, absolute most positive experience. Um, There's probably a couple of really key components that I think are most important for our organization. And I would say they're really um, about the need, first and foremost, for good communication with our customers. Um, Second thing I would speak to is really the needs on our part to be proactive and really focused on anticipating our customers' needs. And then uh, finally, I would say really the attention to detail is key. So I'll talk a little bit about each of those things. Um, First, from a good communication standpoint, I think we really have an opportunity with our customers to make our interactions as personal as possible. So what we find in in today's times is that people frequently will go to the easiest, quickest way to communicate, i.e. an email or a text message we really have the opportunity to differentiate ourselves, focus on the relationship with our customers through our points of communication. So uh, face-to-face, of course, is going to be quite desirable whenever we're able to do that. Uh, But there's definitely a need for uh, suppliers to our real key customers here to be consultative in nature. And that's really going to require this focus on good communication. So when I think of communication, it's gonna be um, each step through the pro- through the sales process. So um, the before, the during, and the after portions, right? So sometimes things don't go well. Um, it's important we're communicating and being upfront and honest with our customers about the good situations as, as well as the bad situations for instance if an order is going to be late or something you know share the share the bad news as quick as you possibly can um but when i think about the the key point of communication it really is that consultative piece. So understanding your customers, really trying to figure out how you can uh, meet their needs. And that really rolls right into this piece about being proactive. So um, anticipation, we, we think a lot about what are our own needs within Ulster Monk Show, but it's super important that we understand what exactly the goals and objectives are of our customers. Um, there's so many ways for us to learn this and understand this. We can do our own uh, research, whether it's internet research to learn about our our customers, uh, not taking their time to educate us on their business, but we do that ourselves. The concept of really selling deep within an organization, our sales professionals will most typically talk to purchasing, but we should be talking to leadership. We should be talking to operators on the floor. We should be engaging our product development team members with our customers' product development team members, marketing with marketing, even opportunities to do an operator-to-operator exchange program of sorts is really going to make a difference and afford us that ability to try to stay ahead of our competitors as it pertains to the proactive piece of the relationship. Um, And then, as I mentioned, another really key area is just attention to detail. Um, Our customers are paying attention to everything we do. It's a very common phrase when people say, don't sweat the small stuff, but it's really the small stuff that makes the difference. How do you um, continue to be one step ahead of what it is that they're actually looking for? So it's simple things that's in your communication again when you're Um, You know, sending a note, make sure you don't have typos. Make sure when you say that I'm delivering the product on, you know, March 20th that you don't accidentally type, you know, May 20th instead of March 20th and confuse things. It sounds quite simple. Um, but it, I've really found over the years it's a major differentiator. So, really, quite a quite a focus on that proactiveness, the communication, and then and then finally the attention to detail. I think it's very important from an organizational standpoint also that we're continually checking in with our customers, asking getting an evaluation of how we're doing so organizationally it has been a practice where we are doing a customer satisfaction survey on a regular cadence. Um, That's a bit more formal in nature. It's very important for us that we are um, not just taking that survey but uh, asking for the feedback and then acting accordingly upon the feedback. So we've taken that very seriously within Ulster Monk Show. It's also important for us organizationally to just do the more frequent regular check-ins with our customers. So we're um, discussing that, of course, with our sales professionals that are interacting with customers to make sure that in your regular discussions, you're seeking feedback so that we know where we may have areas of opportunity to improve. Um, And then again, taking that feedback and addressing accordingly to make sure that we're continuing to have satisfied customers and and uh, striving for just an overall better performance in the future.
0: Katja Hagstrom, our VP for Talent and Development, recognizes the importance of customer centricity when it comes to leadership at Alstom Mungsche. I asked her how it impacts the way we operate when it comes to leadership development.
2: So naturally when i think of customer centricity i think of our external customer but when we're looking at our leadership development we as an hr need to be making sure that we develop and enable our leaders to be the best uh, when they deal with the customers so really understanding the customers needs and uh, providing the solutions that they need and if we are truly just focused on ourselves and our product we cannot understand what the customer truly needs so we are building skills and competencies to enhance our leaders abilities to really listen and fulfill the customer's needs.
0: Frederick Durand leads group commercial excellence and believes that being customer-centric allows us to adapt swiftly to the customer needs and that in turn leads to success. I asked him about the role customer centricity plays in driving profitable growth at Alstrom
2: very interesting question. Um, I would say that someone said that great salespeople are relationship builders who provide value and help their customer wins. Um, in, in the last voice of the customer survey that we conducted in spring 2020, we heard that 93% of our customers have a positive attitude towards Alström and that the likelihood of choosing Alström increased with 92% saying it is likely from the previous survey that we did in 2017. And at the same time, the most spontaneously mentioned strength for Astral Munche was personal contact and services with 36%. So when asking the Commercial Excellence Network uh, what were the most common features that drive our growth and our position of leader in our markets, the the bullet points that came first were sustainable long-term relationship very efficient and dedicated technical support, collaborative work with customers to create the right solution, and continuous R&D effort. And last but not least, uh, premium customer service. So nowadays, I would say that customers have higher expectation, and with it come a required change in how you build and nurture relationships with potential and existing customers. Uh, and maybe find and deliver value comes even more in the focus. So companies that put the customer at the heart of the organization are experiencing an increase uh, in customer life, time value and a a reduction in churn. So becoming a truly customer centric organization is a business strategy that's based on putting the customer at the core of our business and becoming a customer centric business allows us to anticipate customers needs. So customer needs and desire are constantly shifting and we have to be agile and flexible enough to react to changing customer preferences and also creating a high performance team aligned to the organization's purpose can help drive sustainable and profitable growth. And this is what we have engaged with our Win program uh, or our sales capability development training program, co-designed by commercial excellence and group HR with our businesses. So I would conclude by saying that uh, being a customer-centric organization uh, to help customers achieve their long-term aspiration is enabling us to unlock the true potential of customer value.
0: Charlene Reverdy is one of our research and development scientists and also a new recruit to our Jump Leadership Development Programme. Her training recently covered customer centricity, so I asked her how the Jump Programme developed her thinking around customer centricity and how does she apply those learnings in her daily work?
3: But well, the, I would say first that the jump program in a more general perspective uh, gives you time to, for you to step back, think, exchange your thinking with your colleagues. And this way, it's it's a good way to learn and assimilate learnings. And And I think we we've done similarly Uh, with this customer centricity um, topic. Um, We we stepped in a case study, uh, which was about the face mask development uh, in Tampere, um, and which was presented by the person in charge of the project. Um, And and for instance, this case study was not feeding us with customer centric concepts at all, but it's, let's say, set the scene and after that we worked as a team with all the jumpy and and we reflect on on the way we we would do such a development in such a context and and we got also inspired by by what happened also during the project and what was presented and it came actually quite naturally that the customer was at the center of our thoughts um, because after exchanging our experiences all together, uh, we were convinced that involving him closely was kind of strong team motivation enabler, um, but also that you can speed up the pro- process, having you know, continuous dialogue with him, including having strong feedback process. And, and let's say that having consistent communication flow uh, within the team as its importance. And also discussing about this this topic with my colleagues from, from the jump program. One, one of them said, right, that also the development of other mindset that we try to exercise, like being able to coach, to listen, uh, is also something that I think can help and to develop a um, customer-centric way of working. But I think customer concentricity, customer-centricity, concentricity, customer it can mean different actions as well. It depends on your daily jobs. And, and again, it was a colleague from the Jump program that explained to us that they shared as much as they can with any workers in the mill. Um, the expectations of the customer and why these expectations are requested Um, and i think this kind of of action it's it's also totally um part of a customer centric way of working so and i guess there are many other examples in in our company and like voice of customer and that that are part of a big bigger picture let's say of, of the thematic customer centricity.